Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. This is our finale, our grand finale. This is the the place where the curtains open and I step out on the stage and come to wrap up this part three foundational series. So thank you for listening. Thanks for making it all the way to part three. And I wanted to start off, well, first of all, I really hope that you guys can't hear. There's somebody who is wood chipping outside. They have a wood chipper. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I couldn't help but laugh. I'm currently rewatching Friends. So if anybody else is on that train and you love Friends and you're rewatching Friends, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Um, but to be honest, this has been kind of a pain point because I I guess I shouldn't say rewatching because I've never actually watched Friends up until 2020. So, you know, there's a good time for everything, right? But every time I've told people that, that I haven't watched Friends, they've been like, what? You haven't watched Friends? That's ridiculous. What's wrong with you? So anyway, I'm I'm watching Friends right now. And the episode that I watched last night is the episode where Phoebe gets really upset that they put the old Christmas trees in the wood chipper. And this is seemingly a random story. And you're like, why why am I telling you this? But um, I really wanted to mention that because, number one, it made me laugh. Number two, I was looking at the people putting trees into the wood chipper and I got really sad for the trees. And I was like, oh, my God, I am Phoebe. I am Phoebe, which is shouldn't be a surprise to me or to anybody. <laughs> but I thought it was really funny. So anyway, weird little wood chipper tangent story. But welcome back to the part three foundational series. And I wanted to just recap quickly. If you haven't listened First of all, if you haven't listened to part one and part two, part one, I discussed developing psychic abilities and kind of my thoughts and my my teachings, I guess you could call them, around that and what that's all about. And in the second episode, I had on one of my mediumship students, McKenna Sherwood, and we talked all about waking up to the call of spirit and how she came online to her abilities and how she's using them now in the world. And it's just a really great episode and a really great conversation and gives a really good touch point for anybody who's curious about mediumship and development and really kind of hearing a real life story from McKenna. So that has been the first two episodes. And then in today's episode, I was really kind of sitting with what I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I wanted to come back to why I wanted to do this three-part series in the first place. And that was so that I had a place in a space and a recorded kind of on the record conversation and information for anybody who is kind of new to my approach or my technique or my work or my teachings or just my message that you could come back to and kind of reference back to or sort of it's a really good bounce off point or a starting point to begin at. And so in today's episode, it's going to be kind of a miscellaneous smorgasbord of things that I want to put on the record once and for all, just around me, my story, my work, 
what is involved in the work that I do, how, anyway, how I've just moved through all the different facets of the, of what I do and also different little kind of lessons that I've learned about myself. I touched on this in the episode with McKenna, um, last, last, last time in our last episode, what I've learned around from spirit in, in while giving readings or just kind of moving through the world as somebody who is paying attention to the information that spirit is giving me and different lessons around life and relationships and business and otherwise that I have picked up along the way. So I'll touch on that. But I wanted to quickly, and this is going to seem a little bit backwards because you may be thinking, why didn't you tell this story in the first episode? But there's a there's a reason that I want to come back and just give a little bit of context on my story for anybody who hasn't heard it yet. In I do have a, a previous podcast episode that kind of touches on this. I do want to just reiterate it now here because it's going to sort of funnel into something else that I want to talk about. But I wanted to recap my story and how I kind of got to the place that I am now being a professional psychic medium, giving readings to people all over the world and so on. Because I think that, you know, and this is very common, is that we can often really give kind of the highlight reel of our story and, you know, embellishing the parts that are Anyway, it just I just want to give kind of a very real perspective on my story and how actually my relationship to my sort of origin story of being a medium has also changed along the way as I've learned different things. So for anyone who's unfamiliar, I was a very, very psychic, very sensitive child. I had all kinds of experiences when I was a child. To be honest, a lot of them took time for me to remember what actually happened because so many of these memories were repressed and still I'll be talking to my parents today and they'll tell me something that I would have said or that would happen that would have happened as I was a child and I'll be like what I do not remember that um so it's still even there's still kind of a a process of of subconscious repression that's happening there in these memories that I have kind of blocked out um for many different reasons along the way. But really, very psychic, very, very sensitive, very much, you know, never, a lot of my experiences would happen at night, which which is very common. Um, And a lot of people will tell you this, that that's kind of where they have some sort of freaky, psychic, you know, paranormal, extrasensory experiences, whether in dreams or otherwise, because that's a time when, you know, our mind is kind of really not busy, it's not distracted, it's very aware and it's very hard to kind of block some of these things out. So a lot of my my psychic or or kind of spirit experiences would happen at night. And so the moral of the story with, of, with that is that a lot of this was very traumatizing. Um, and I had a lot of kind of what I call psychic trauma from all of these different things that I could see and perceive, but nobody else could see and perceive. And I would always speak about it and it would kind of be like, huh, you know what, that's that's not really happening or whatever else. And so I really kind of shut it down. I really sort of shut that down. And that's relevant because it, it kind of has come back up in my life, um, you know, and in my development along the way. So that's something that I want to make you all aware of as well is that there may be, you know, like, let's just say, you are interested in developing your intuition or interested in developing psychic abilities or interested in learning how to 
connect to spirit, a really good thing to look at and to kind of examine is, is there any kind of background psychic trauma that is operating for me that I need to look at so that I can kind of be fully exalted in my abilities? That's one thing that I really had to do and I had to kind of dig my heels in and unpack. And it was not fun necessarily. Um, It wasn't things or memories that I necessarily wanted to relive or wanted to have happen again or wanted to bring my awareness and my attention to, but I really had to so that I could kind of go deeper in my work now. So it's very necessary, but that's one thing that I recommend or I suggest is, you know, obviously with hopefully the help of somebody who can kind of, you know, a, a professional who is sort of trained to help you through those things. I did it myself, which I don't necessarily recommend. Um, but but somebody who's trained to kind of help you through reliving those things or somebody who is sort of informed around having extrasensory experiences as a child or as an, you know, young adult or teenager or whatever, um, where we can kind of want to shut those things down moving forward. But the reason I'm telling you this is because I had a lot, when I kind of emerged into this path, really, you know, and I will tell anyone this, that I did not plan to, (laughs) to be a professional psychic medium as my career. That was like not on the plan. That was not in the the manual. That was not in any way what I kind of had the plan for my life, which, you know, is a great message in general of just like, I kind of got completely blindsided by this path in a way that I was kind of, this is what I was supposed to do. And so really, truly, like, I know that there are this, this, my story is, is different and everybody has their own story, but really, truly, I and some people uh, and a lot of people right now, which I think is so wonderful, are kind of like intentionally coming to this path. Like, I know I have these abilities. I know I have this and that. And I want to develop them so I can help people, which is what so many of my students are doing right now. They say, no, I I want to actually do that. I want to be on this path. I want to be a medium or, you know, I want to give readings or whatever else. And I think that's absolutely fantastic that there is kind of a choice there. But I would say that it wasn't necessarily, I mean, of course, there was a conscious choice and I, I made a choice to do this. But for the most part, I was really kind of thrust onto this, into this, this, this work. I, I didn't, uh, you know, spirit didn't really give me a choice. And I think McKenna and I actually touched on that in our last episode where I actually was kind of told by, by somebody else, a trusted um, mentor and uh, kind of intuitive mentor that I had at the time that, hey, you know, you need to be doing this work. What are you doing? This is what you're going to be doing professionally one day. Like you need to kind of get on this sort of thing. And I remember just at the time I kind of thought, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, interesting, but whatever. I sort of discredited it or didn't really think much of it until I actually started to kind of open back up to the possibility or entertain the idea. And I was sort of cross-referencing with a lot of these repressed kind of memories and things that I had had as a child and realized that actually, hmm, there might be some truth to that. There may actually be some something I could kind of roll with here. And so I did. And I started sort of very loosely on the development path. It wasn't anything that I was, again, super committed to doing professionally. I was kind of more just doing it for fun. Um, I was working with a mentor at the time who was taking me through all kinds of exercises surrounding psychic abilities and mediumship and all that kind of stuff. So I was really kind of in a in a training. And to be honest, I didn't really think that I would ever do anything with that, although it came incredibly naturally to me. Um, and I kind of actually, at a certain point, eclipsed the 
uh, sort of, I guess, expertise of the mentor that I was working with, and I actually moved on. Um, but I never really planned on it. And so um, this is all leading up to the first time that I ever gave a kind of a, a professional mediumship reading. And I had, you know, done this on the side for friends and family and free readings here and there in my practice, of course, lots and lots and lots of practice and having lots of people who I was giving readings for. Um, but eventually I kind of came to doing this professionally and started sort of charging um, people money for the work that I was doing here and there, but I was still had a full-time job and I still kind of had that on the side and that was all good. Um, but the first time I actually went to, I was, I was, um, somebody had heard about my work or, or about what I did through the grapevine and had told some friends about it and kind of the, the word has spread really my, my work has been very much word of mouth and referral for the entire kind of, um, span of my career up until this point. And, and so they had said, you know, this is Emily, she does this. I actually, it was kind of funny because at the beginning when I was working, like a lot of people didn't really know what I did. They were just kind of like, I don't know, she's great. I don't know what she's doing, but it's working for me. Um, and so, so the, you know, the, the kind of the same thing was passed on to this person and they wanted me to come and um, do some readings at a bachelorette party that they were having. And so I said, yes, of course. And I went there and not going in, not really having an idea what to expect, because this was actually kind of like my first professional experience, um, really kind of having a, a, you know, a paid kind of experience. And I remember I sat down and they were like, okay, so what we're hoping for that you'll do for us um, tonight is connect to our loved ones or to connect to the other side. And I just remember being like, okay. I was not in any way prepared for this. I had no idea that this is where this was going to go. I didn't know what I thought was going to happen at that at that group experience, but that was not what I thought. <laughs> and um, if the people were listening, the people who who were at that that um, that bachelorette are listening to this, um, they will probably be very surprised to hear me say that because I kind of just took it in stride, and I had a lot of kind of what I call like spirit courage, which is where when you're doing something scary sort of for the first time or it's out of your comfort zone or this and that is that you kind of get this like whoosh of like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to kind of let spirit lead, which to, to be honest is like still true for me today. And that happens all the time. I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. I don't know how I'm going to handle this, but I've got spirit behind me. I've got kind of like an extra dose of spirit courage. So I'm going to be okay. But, you know, and that's so that's kind of like the, the how I actually got started as a medium is I was really, truly like thrust into the experience. And it was a wonderful, wonderful night of readings. And I went way too long. I think I was there for like giving readings for like something like crazy, like four hours, um, which, you know, now I would never do because it is very taxing. It is very, very physically, energetically draining. Um, but but, you know, I, I wanted to tell this story kind of uh, for context, number one of just how it wasn't really a choice that spirit kind of literally like plopped me in the middle of this room with all these people looking at me, waiting expectantly, hoping that I was going to connect to some of their loved ones and me just being like, all right, I guess this is what we're going to do. And, and, you know, I, I have I was not surprised that when spirit kind of started to come through and all of the loved ones of these people who were present started to come through so strongly and clearly. And I was, you know, very supported that night and I have been ever since, but I wanted to tell this story because, you know, number one, that's like just a great life kind of 
example of really, you know, doing things before you're ready, especially in the realm of kind of your abilities and and your intuition and testing things and being willing to be curious and experiment and be flexible and not be afraid to be wrong. This is one thing that I tell my students all the time is that I think why I was so willing to, you know, really kind of show up at that group reading and do do what I did the way that I did is because I was like, you know what? This is sort of my, you know, first time. I consciously on a human level don't really know what I'm I feel like I know what I'm doing, but spirit seems to think that they that I know what I'm doing. And, you know, if you saw me from the outside, you probably would have never guessed that I had that kind of um inner internal conflict going on about like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, because it probably didn't appear that way. But I think that that's a really good example. Like I, one of the things I always talk about is just this kind of mindset of always a beginner or you're always kind of starting from ground zero. And I think it's a really good way that I've always kept myself kind of humble in a way and kept myself sort of grounded and down to earth is that I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to know the answers to everything, even though I can have this connection and do what I do every day, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I don't claim to know everything. And and that's, that's you know, I think that's such an important part of this is that, I, again, like I say all the time, I'm still human and I'm still living in a human body. And, you know, I have this connection, but I'm still kind of operating on a human level in some way. And I can be wrong. And I can misinterpret things. And I think just like when we take that pressure off of ourselves, and this doesn't have to just go for development or abilities or intuition or whatever, but I think it just, it's a great like life lesson as well is that it's okay to be wrong. I think we're so scared of being wrong. And also the human ego loves to be right so much that we're so afraid of this. And I think it's a big area where people get a little bit stuck in their development is they're so afraid to get things wrong or to look silly or to mess up or to say the wrong thing. And it's just like if we can approach life from a perspective of I'm curious and I'm you know, new or I'm learning or I'm developing, but, you know, I'm still confident. Uh, I think that, you know, it, it would like make for such more of a graceful human existence all across the board. So I think that that's been also a great kind of philosophy for this year as well. Like we really have been thrown into situations where we're not comfortable and we've been kind of like pushed to edges that we are, you know, nervous about being on or that we don't want to jump to the other side or whatever else. And it's 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 really just like I think something that I've always done is, you know, I've said yes to things before I was ready to say yes to them. I have, you know, and sometimes I've said yes to things and I've dropped the ball where I've said yes and I was kind of like hoping that the spirit courage would come in to back me up, but it didn't. You know, and I think one of the other things I want to talk about, I'm kind of all over the place here, so hopefully this is coming together in a coherent way. Um, but one of the other things I wanted to talk about is that, you know, this kind of, this work, my the, the work that I do, it really requires a lot of confidence. It requires a lot, again, like I said, it requires humility, humility and it requires kind of having the beginner's mindset. But it also really requires a lot of confidence. And again, like I think confidence is like being okay with being wrong and not being arrogant and being kind of fixed in your ways of being like, I can deliver this confidently and this is the way that I'm receiving this information or I'm receiving this thing. Um, but that may not be true for you and that's okay. And so 
I always just kind of laugh with spirit because I think I was kind of put on the the path that I was on, you know, this mediumship path, this this path of of my work as a psychic medium has been really interesting for me because I was not somebody who kind of came into onto this planet with like a healthy dose of self-confidence. That is definitely something that I have had to really, really, really work on. And one of the things I always tell my students as well is that really this development work, developing intuition, developing psychic abilities, whatever you want to call it, is so intimately intertwined with work around our self-worth and self-doubt and all those kinds of things. And just being fully transparent, there's been so many times and so many periods of times where I've had to really work with with my self-doubt around what I'm doing. You know, I've just questioned myself, am I Am I good enough for this? Am I really even helping people? If if you even knew the amount of times I spent like on the floor crying because I didn't feel that I helped somebody the way that they that they needed or I didn't give them enough or whatever the case may be, this work is really it's the most rewarding work in the world in my in my opinion and just being able to see the looks on people's faces when you're able to give them a message from a loved one that they miss or See the look on a person's face when you're able to give them a message from, uh, from a child that they lost in a miscarriage, or see the look on someone's face when you're able to tell them that they're kind of on the right path and to you know to really keep going. Like it's it's truly amazing, and and that's why I'll never stop because um, of that look. That look is really what makes it all worth it for me, um, and just the kind of the relief and the peace that you can feel that's happening for the other person, but. It's not easy. And I have to do a lot of work every day to kind of to to show up, especially on days where I'm feeling shaky and my confidence or my self-doubt. And it's still something that I will probably continuously be working on and I'll reach sort of different layers of and levels of and things like that along the way. But and just knowing that, and I think this goes for anything, that, you know, that that, that when we can kind of work through our sense of self-doubt and why that's coming up so strongly, and we can really alchemize that and come to the other side of that um, is, is so powerful. And, and I think that there's a big thing that I've noticed this year is that a lot of people are being kind of called to their destiny path in a bigger way. They're being asked to kind of show up for their mission and for what they're here to do on this planet in an even more pronounced or intense way than they ever have. And so, you know, with, with that, what comes with that is, is like, that's like you're stepping bigger into your destiny, you're stepping bigger into your path. And so self-doubt is kind of inevitable um, for us to, to work through. So just knowing that that is all normal and good and a part of the path. And it really, this, this work I find, this development work, it just accelerates your your kind of work around self-worth exponentially and very, very quickly. It's kind of like a self-worth boot camp and a kind of, you know, working through self-doubt boot camp because self-doubt, as I'm sure a lot of you know, can be incredibly paralyzing and incredibly, yeah, and so it's very easy to get kind of paralyzed in the self-doubt and sort of stay stuck there. And that happened for me many times along the way where I got paralyzed by the self-doubt and I stopped and I wanted to quit. And, you know, one of the things I tell people, somebody asked me the other day, like, have you ever wanted to quit? Like, have you ever wanted to stop giving readings? And my answer was pretty much every day, <laughs> pretty much every day I do. 
Um, but then I remind myself, you know, this is what you're here for. And this is what you are, you are meant to kind of want to quit because that means you're pushing edges and you're getting uncomfortable and you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And, you know, you have like tons of anxiety about it or whatever. Really, it's like, Anytime I want to quit or I want I feel like, whoa, this 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 destiny that spirit has put me on that my guides this this path that they've put me on like, whoa, this is too much. I can't do it. Um, You know, I just like I need to take hit the easy button. I need to kind of like go back a couple steps is one of the things I always just say as I get on my knees and I just say and I heard this this beautiful um, this beautiful man say this, his name's Dr. Um, Dr. Lennox. Um, he's a, 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 an astrologer and I just love him. He will be on the podcast one day for sure. But one of the things I heard him say is, is like on those days where I want to quit and it's really hard and I'm in my own stuff and I'm grappling with self-doubt or I'm in my head or I'm feeling emotions or whatever, as I get on my knees and I just say, spirit, just get me to my chair meaning my desk, like get me to my chair. Just let me get there. Just let me get there. If you can get me there, I'll I'll sit there and I'll just, I'll let you do the rest. Like just kind of show up for me. Help me, help me serve these people. Help me help these people. And that's what gets me through the days where I'm in my own stuff or I'm in my own junk or I'm in my own, you know, self-doubt or whatever it is. I just say, just get me to my chair and help me be of service. And I really think that that has pulled me through so many hard moments and tough moments on this path of just get me to my chair. Just help me be of service. Just help me help people. Just let me provide healing in some way or help people heal themselves or give them a healing message from a loved one or help them know that they're not going to be on this infertility path forever or they're going to be able to leave that job someday or whatever it is. I just say, get me to my chair. Get me to my chair. Help me be of service. And it works. Every time it works. And I think that that's really good just in general as sort of a tidbit that I want all of you to take home. Whatever it is that you're doing, if you're struggling or if you're not showing up for yourself and your work or your relationship or your career or whatever it is, how can I come back to service? And that's when your life really becomes a beautiful dance with spirit, becomes a beautiful dance with the higher power. It's it's really not just about you. It's not just about kind of your human wants and needs and desires and fears. And it becomes something so much bigger than you. And that's when it becomes this beautiful dance. And that's the dance that I am in every day where I am balancing my human ego and other things. And I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of balancing my, my, more, my higher power connection as well. So I wanted to share that with you. Whatever you take from that little long, maybe a slightly incoherent monologue, I hope is is going to some part of that conversation is going to serve you in some way. And you know, that's been like that's been one of my biggest lessons that I've learned that I've learned from spirit. Like I really I talked about this in my interview with McKenna is that every time I do a reading for somebody, every time I connect with somebody in whatever kind of context that looks like, is I learn something new. Is I go, is I learn something new that I'm actually able to take home for myself. I'm able to kind of go, wow, that's brilliant. Or wow, that's so interesting. And at a certain point, I will kind of share about those little tidbit moments along the way throughout the course of this podcast. But for now, I'll leave it at that. It's going to be a short and sweet little wrap up today. Thank you so much 
for listening. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to get really into the podcast with you where I'm going to be having on amazing guests. I'm wanting to, I'm going to be wanting to have your feedback on topics that you want me to touch on or maybe experts who you want me to have on and chat with around a certain topic. So this is the time if you're listening to this episode and you have something in mind that you would love to have talked about or you have a guest in mind that you would love to have on the show, now is the time. Um, I can't wait to hear what you think and what your ideas are. And I love you. And thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And I will talk to you soon. 